I'll just go for it now. Yeah, I'll probably go for it half now. Show. I am Turch, and with me is my co-host and the CEO. It is Kieran. How are you, buddy? And the CEO who's growing a beard because he doesn't have to go to work. <laughs> very exciting times. <laughs> and with us today, a very special guest that we've uh, we've been having a look at, and we're very interested in having on the show. Been wanting for a while. It's uh, from the Rob Roselli show. It is Rob Roselli. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing fine, and thanks for having me on, guys. My pleasure. Now, just a quick one. So, Rob uh, does a, a monthly podcast, from what I understand, or is it a weekly these days? Uh, it's weekly, and, uh, you know, it gets posted out on a YouTube. I'm putting together a YouTube channel, and um, I have all kinds of stuff, you know, prior interviews on uh, my website, which is boxofsunglasses.com. That's all one word. Awesome stuff. And so, Rob does, like, a weekly podcast, and uh, from what I and he's just released a book. Yes. Oh, well, actually, I have I have three books. Yep. Um, that are that are on my site, and I can uh, I can flash those up real quick, and yeah. I guess we could take it from there. Now, the first one, uh, I'll just play. this. Just actually, it's available on the site, and it's a, as a downloadable PDF. That's just the front cover of it. But I'm an official copy. You know, you get from the publisher. But it's called They Live: Great Society of the Undead. Okay, uh, and They Live, of course, is embedded in theory of evolution. Okay, because evolution is really really at the core of this whole thing. I mean, and I mean that literally through today, what's going on with this coronavirus, and I don't know how much time we have to get into that. And anyway, the Great Society, and believe well, Rob, me, it's we, not the Great Rob, we have as much time as you have, <laughs> mate. This, look, I've been going through some of your back catalog, and so was Kieran and stuff like that. We've been going through your back catalog with a whole bunch of stuff, and you have, you are, for me, you are my uh, conspiracy theory idol, because you have so many, um, you have, ooh, this breadth of knowledge when it comes to um, sorry, um, conspiracy theories and how they're all interlinked and we thought we would just begin with what, what we've learned from your site from the couple of podcasts we've been able to listen to recently and we can go from there how does that sound that sounds great and, I, and, I, and again I really appreciate you guys having me on let me just say this I mean I try to make it a habit before yeah. I start every show because um, I don't ever know where these things are going to go how deep or you know what, what spectrum we're going to cover but you know, the people, at the end of the show, the most important thing, and I mean this, is, is God's simple salvation plan, which is, uh, you know, we have to get to this two-paragraph introduction that's on the top of the website, and I put it there for a reason. It's about eight or ten pages, and, and probably the most important eight or ten pages many people listening to this are ever going to read. I, I mean that literally. Um, so no matter, you know, the magnitude of what we're going to discuss, you know, coronavirus, pandemics, you know, billions dead, whatever it is, um, I, I mean that, and, and people need to understand that the creator of the universe um, is at the controls of this whole thing, <coughs> this whole mess, Fantastic. and a mess it is. And well, I think, uh, I'll just I think leave it wanted well, to start well, with a question, so let's k- kick it off with Kieran. I, I was going to say, sum up those eight to ten pages, the, the God's simple salvation. Well, basically, you know, as far as biblical Christianity, if you go back, I mean, people have made the mistake that... You know, there has to be all kinds of works, and and, and, and Christianity is not a works uh, religion in, in terms of, uh, you know, say the Catholic Church, you have to go to confession, the sacraments, you got to ask Wednesday, you got to get an ash, you know, and all this sort of thing. It's just it's just nonsense. It's just biblically not accurate. Um, and I, look, I don't want to go and turn this into a Catholic Church bashing session. That's not my intent. There's been many good people over the centuries from the Catholic Church, missionaries, this kind of thing. Um, but I have very little regard and respect for the uh, the hierarchy of the Catholic Church, let's just say, both in Rome, the Vatican, the hypocrites uh, in Rome, and and, 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 the, and the framework here in this nation. But um, that's kind of on a tangent. But the point is that you don't need a lot of works. I mean, uh, you know, Acts 16, uh, you know, the jailer asks Paul, you know, what, what must we do to be saved? And he says, believe on Christ Jesus and thou shalt be saved. And that's really all it is. And you go into the book of James and, and works... Um, really isn't works as, as many people have been programmed to believe, and I mean that figuratively and probably literally programmed, but, um, you know, works is getting the word, uh, the simplicity of what Christianity is out to people, and, and really all you need to do 
is ask for forgiveness, and, and basically that, that's John three sixteen. You know, for God so loved the world, so whoever believes on Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, believing on Him isn't just you know sitting and, and doing nothing. I mean, you got to get out and, and, and do the best you can. And, and we're all imperfect creatures, and I, and I don't want to sound condescending, like I know something more, I'm better than anybody else. I mean, all sin and come short of the glory of God, Romans chapter three. Um, and then, you know, and people have those arguments about, you know, they have to meet a preacher with water baptism or anything. Now, none of that is required uh, in, in my understanding of the scriptures, and it's all spelled out in there. And I suggest people uh, figure this out sooner rather than later, people that are listening. You've said, you've um, said a lot of things in there. And look, I'm a Catholic boy myself, did Catholic prim- uh, high school, primary school, and my, you know, family's from Italy and all that sort of fun stuff. So what I'm understanding right. from your what you've discussed there is that the sacraments... Uh, that we uh, pronounce as like the most part of the important parts of the religion, including the the Eucharist and the reconciliation, and I guess you know uh, getting of the Holy Spirit with baptism and a few other little things like that, are not scripturally written as per se in the Bible itself, and have no uh, no re- no uh, connection to the religion itself. These are sort of made up things post the scripture writing itself. Basically, I think the Catholic Church has added a bunch of stuff to the scriptures. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, what basically what they've done is they, they took uh, Roman paganism, which you know Rome you know goes back through history. It goes you know Rome got it from the Greeks, the Greeks got it from the Egyptians, and the Egyptians from the Sumerians and the Babylonians and so on, all the way back to the Garden of Eden. So, for example, you know when they when the Catholics talk about Queen of Heaven, I mean that's Mary. You know, I'm, I'm not obviously not criticizing the Virgin Mary who gave birth to our Savior at all, but she in fact was a human. Uh, and she's not to be venerated. I'm not again. I'm not. I'm not criticizing her. But the, you know, and basically what what Mary is, um, and you see the picture of Mary, you know, with the little Christ child sitting on her lap. I mean, that's just nothing but a repackaged Isis or the Horror of Babylon from going all the way back to ancient Egypt or the or the, or the Diana. Okay, um, and I believe the Romans. Uh, I mean, the Romans called her Diana. I believe the Greeks called her Artemis. You know, and there's all other female deities, but Mother Earth or Gaia. If you want to get into the environmental movement. And, What's going on with that? But anyway, oh, but the simplicity um, of moving from one religion to another when you got a whole culture changing—the—it's uh, very difficult to do that without having some sort of uh, continuation or understanding. And I think the copying of a story uh, doesn't mean you know, you know, it's—it's it's just a copying of a story in the sense of going, okay, this is familiar with people. I mean, we look at superheroes in the same way with movies and stuff like that where they're copying almost the same story, gets powers, saves the world. I mean, you, you know, if you're talking about just copying a story for the sake of a religious artifact, which may or may not be real, um, I think that's a, you know, that's just one way of looking at it, I guess. You know, yeah, that's all I've always looked at it. And that's coming from a guy that did 12 years of Catholic school. <laughs> Well, that, that yeah, I mean, look, I, the guys you brought up Catholic too. I mean, I went to I didn't got twelve years of it. I went to what's called used to call it CCD. Used to go every year and every week, you know. And I did all the sacraments, confirmation, you know, baptism, and yeah. you know all this other stuff that oh. that you know. The problem is, is that when you have a religion that professes to be Christian, I, mean, I think it's the ultimate. That's the ultimate deceit uh, to me. I mean, you. you and the horror of Babylon, and you, and you, and you venerate her as some kind of, of, of mother goddess, equal to the creator of the universe himself. Mm. That's basically what it's done. And you know, and, and you know, look, the, the Catholic, you know, the priest, or the excuse me, the Pope gets up, and, you know, in, in St. Peter's right out, he's looking at the the phallus of Osiris. If you really want to get to it, I mean, the, the, the obelisk, you know, imported from Egypt. I think Cleopatra's needle, they call it. I mean, if you really want to get interesting, I mean, that's. The Egyptian pyramid or the obelisk represents the phallus of Osiris. Okay, and that's the husband and brother of the aforementioned uh, whore of Babylon. Okay, and, and if you read Ezekiel chapter twenty-three, if you you know it's borderline pornographic, but what God's illustrating there is spiritual whoredom, um, and, that, and that's those symbols are right there in front of our faces now. And people may say, "Oh, that's shocking," but that's fine. Like I, I'm not here to win a popularity contest. Nah, no, that's all good. So, um, so but you know, I'm just talking in general. But anyway. So, you, are you wanting people to to not go to church and not participate uh, in these things? I, I'm saying I'm saying it's unnecessary. Um, you know, if it, if it makes I people, we're all good for that. I don't oh, want yeah. to go to church. That's there's nothing worse than having a bunch a of Italians stand at the front door and blocking yeah. the church gate when you're trying yeah. to leave. 
<laughs> right. Look, I mean, I mean, I used to go to church growing up. You know, every Sunday you went, you know, you went to mass. You saw all your friends from, you know, from from school at church, and it was a social thing. And you went home and you watched football. I mean, that was that's what we did. You know, that that was quote religion, but you know, it, it's kind of it's repetitious, okay. And and I think it's Galatians and, and Paul, the Apostle Paul, warns getting not getting involved, or maybe it's Colossians, not getting involved in vain repetitions. As the heathen do. I mean, you know, you know, I was told, you know, go go to confession, go to some priest, not not bring your sins, and you know, the, I am the Lamb. You know, here is the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. John chapter one, right? So once Christ was sacrificed, that's it. That's the end of us having to work, quote, work for our salvation. Here, here. So Thank by you. then, by coming in, by coming in, you know, and, and, and saying we have to do all these things and, and we'll say, you know, go go around the rosary, you know, 10 Hail Mary, you know, 100 Hail Marys, go around the rosary five times from a priest, okay, who's, who's and I don't want to really get into this right now, but let's just say a lot of these priests did, um, um, I don't know, how can I put this gently, you know, incorrect things with, with minors, okay, uh, so you child tell me, or child, right? Right. You're yeah. going to tell me, I, I, I got to go to, I got to go to him yeah. for my, get my sins. You know, who's going to, who's he confessing his sins to? And, you know, who's you go back to the history. police sort of thing. Exactly. But, you know, and, and I'm, look, obviously. right. Look, I'm not, and I'm not saying, you know, that, that means, you know, okay, it's all, this, this, the mistake that Calvinists made, I think, you know, is to an extent is they figured, well, you know what, we're good. You know, we don't have to do anything. And, you know, and they, they kind of took the mentality. Well, uh, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. And they thought they were predestined. They thought they were good, and they thought they were saved. That's not how it works. It's not that easy, guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm saying procedurally you don't have to do anything. But, you, you know, once you're once you're in, I mean, you need to go out and, and harvest. I mean, and this is the parable, um, if you go to Matthew 25, right, and, and, the, and the three stewards, right, and, and you know, and, and the, talent, the parable of the talents. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know, one guy's got five talents, one got two talents, one has one talent. The guy with five talents, I mean, you all expect it to come back and recover more talents for what he's talking about is souls or people. So you got to go out where it's not so comfortable and tell people what I'm saying right now. And it's not always that comfortable. I mean, I've said things in the past and I've alienated myself and my family and, you know, people will laugh at you and think you're nuts. And that, that's that's where it gets hard. I mean, that that's the key. That That's, you know what I'm saying? But See, going this to is church. Very, this, is, this is interesting because in Australia, See, I'm an atheist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, all this God stuff. Don't, I never pay any attention, right? But in Australia, well, okay. it, there, there isn't this big emphasis on religion here. Yes, no. there might be some undertones of, yeah, you know, people go to church at Easter and Christmas. And that's, for most people, that's about it. And if someone in Australia was like, you know what, I, I'm going down, I believe this, or, you know, basically what you're saying, I don't know, most members of your family would be like, oh, okay. Fair enough. Let's go have a barbecue. Yeah. Like, we're just going to... I hear what you're saying, but we're going to move on. And I find this fascinating from, like, the American culture, how important religion is and how you can be ostracized from your family. Like, you just saying that, I'm just like, that's... To me, that I'm just amazed yeah. by that. Well, I think, I think you know, if you go back to this nation's founding, um, I mean, most of it came over from Europe. I mean, it was the Puritans... And the pilgrims, I mean, they were they were part of the Protestant religion. And, you know, you had the Jamestown colony, and that was, I don't think I can say that. I mean, that's where slavery really came into the United States, which was the Jamestown colony, because those people had money. Uh, they came from English aristocracy. But if you look at the, you know, the northern, which I believe is the roots of the Civil War, but anyway, that's a conversation for another time. But the northern colonies, you know, you had the Puritans and the pilgrims. I mean, they were cast off from Europe. I mean, those were true people that just wanted to worship as they saw fit, and they were being persecuted by the by the Catholic, I mean, it was a Bloody Mary, right? Queen Mary in, in, in England, uh, and this sort of thing. And they said, you know what, we're going to get on ships and we're going we're to sail to the New World. And they intended to get to Jamestown, but they ended up in Plymouth Rock up in Boston. And that's, you know, that's a whole divine... And But to the point is that the foundation of this nation was devoutly Christian um, for the most part. You know, and then there were Catholic, you know, and, and I'm talking Christian, I'm talking Catholics, Quakers, Protestants, Calvinists. It was a combination, but in the Revolutionary War, they put aside those their theological differences because they didn't, did not want to end up like Europe where, you know, the Protestants and the Catholics, you know, the Thirty Years' War and all this other thing. And they understood that, you know, they were walking a fine line, you know, but they understood and, and they prayed. And, and, and if you go look at the miracles of the, of the American Revolution, the help from the French, Benedict Arnold, you know, what happened, certain events, Washington crossing the Delaware, Washington himself, 
okay, and, and, and many of the people at the time saying that, you know, Ezra Stiles, I think it was, was president of Yale and, and spoke. Um, so he was very influential among many of the founders because they were educated at places like Yale. And he said, you know, the United States has a peculiar obligation to God for the miracle that was the American Revolution and the subsequent years, you know, the, the, the Constitution and what, and I'm not saying this to be conceited on the, you know, rah-rah and Mr. America, but what I think people would agree is the greatest nation in the history of the world, okay? But what happened Well, I don't was, know about that. Australia, Australia is, does pretty well. Is we've just closed well, our beaches, you know, and, and we're in uproar yeah. about that, you know. Well, I mean, look, I mean, look, I'm just saying, if you just look at the, the ass immigration, and I'm just talking about what this nation was, and that this physical nation that exists today, you know, and these people running the country, and I'm, I'll call them people, and I'll use that term loosely, but the point is, is that starting and say, what was it, you know, the 18th to early 19th century, you know, you had the Charles Darwin started to creep in, and, you know, slowly but surely, and by the next century, along with the Federal Reserve System, but now we're kind of touching on my second book, The Un-American Genocidal Complex, but anyway, they started to eat away at that Christian foundation, and, you know, the Darwinists moved in, and, and all this sort of thing, and then that, that just, it just, that's really... You go oh, back to evolution. That's what I was saying before. That's, that's so-called cool. atheism. But it, let me just let me just conclude with yeah, this. Yeah. All right, it's a, Darwinism. There's no such thing as atheism. Okay, let's just let's just cut the crap right now. You might say you don't believe in God. I'm an atheist. No, it doesn't it doesn't work like that. We're living in a fishbowl. Okay, all the everybody. Okay, and, and you know by you saying if somebody's saying they're an atheist, no, all she's done is you made the assumption that God does not exist which is in fact a religion. So you are, you know, whether you want to hear it or not, you are religious. You are as religious as I am. You just follow a different religion. Uh, and my personal opinion, and I'm not talking in general to atheists, I'm not trying to lame based, you know, you're obviously very nice to have me on, but um, what I'm saying is at this point, I would highly suggest that people try and figure this out sooner rather than later because things are, going to start rapidly devolving uh, as they already are. Um, Not to go on a side tangent. No, go, go, go. I'm going to go on a side tangent for just a second. Because, Rob, okay. you, you speak so much stuff. There's so much stuff in what you're saying. And I need to start with, like, there's people out there that that are definitely the people at your level and we're below you with understanding this sort of stuff. There's people way below oh, us who don't understand. Please, we just need to break that, things down care. to the point of where we can understand some fundamentals. So let's go with that. Kieran, you've got something. All right, let's go Darwinism and evolution. Right, I, I, I want to hear this. How does Darwinism... Do you, so do you believe that like evolution is a thing that actually happened? Because, uh, you know, does that match up with your, I guess, your religious beliefs? I think that's what we're sort of asking. It's talking about a religion, but let, let me just say this. Let me just back up one second, okay? I mean, you mentioned, you know, I don't consider myself particularly intelligent. You know, I've just, I put my time in and I continue to put my time in and I've developed my website over you know a long period of time. But look, I mean, somebody that's a microbiologist, somebody that's a physicist, I mean, that that's what they do. Yeah. Um, you know, I took physics in college. I mean, really, I'm not a physicist, but you know, what I'm saying the point is, I I don't want to sound condescending. We're you know oh, we're having no. a conversation here, but it's, I'm not saying that at all. But let me just to so to about Darwinism. Um, you know, it 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 is the biggest single scientific scam in the history of the world. Um, and, you know, and people say, oh, you know, you're, you're a, you know, I'm one of those rubes. I'm one of those, you know, in the United States, we call them rednecks or red staters or, you know, flyover country. You know, you're one of those rubes in the middle of the country that, you know, clings to their Bible. And I think it was Obama or, or, or his, you know, her, her sidekick, Queen Jezebel, Hillary, you know, they cling to their Bibles, their guns and their religion, which is really a knock on, on most of the country. You know, the people that support Trump are the same kind of rubes. But. Um, no, I mean, you know, atheism is, or, or Darwinism is, um, is scientific crap. I mean, if you just look at it, I mean, it does not right. so conform what, to the most what fun, basic, you to fundamental believe, laws of science. What was the, like the nail in the coffin evidence or so, like, you know, pieces of evidence that made you decide, you know, from going, yep, Darwinism is a thing, uh, that could be true to absolutely not. It is not true in my opinion. Well, look, at some point, you, you got to make a stand, okay, John, you know, and, and John 14, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life, so no one cometh unto the Father but by me, you know, he that, I, you know, Matthew 11 or 12, you know, he does not with me is against me. 
Um, so it, it, it's you know you either in or you're out. Okay, you, you know you got these you got these clowns. I think some of them are like out of the Catholic Church. What they call themselves theistic evolutionists. No, there, there's no compromise. Okay, you you want to be an evolutionist, be an evolutionist. You want to believe in a creation, believe in a creation. Now that being said, I'm not trying to you know avoid this. Oh, you're not. All the evolutionists have like Dawkins and, and Hitchens and all these kinds of people and. Hope Hitchens enjoy his life because he's got plenty of time to think about it where he is right now. But anyway, um, is all they can do is insult creationists and, 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 and call names. And, and and on my website is posted, and I gotta I gotta find it. I mean, I have a series of evolution debates, okay, and and, and the publicist who who set me up with you guys, and I don't know if he wants his name put out over the air, but, um, if you guys want. But anyway, well, I, I should say, you know, Neil. Because um, his name will be on my website on the show is Neil Haley. Um, you know, I got evolution debates, and you know, Neil did a great job of putting together a bunch of people. I had a, I had a people a lot smarter than me. Um, you know, a physicist, an attorney, a history professor. You know, and I, I think it was I don't know six hours or eight hours. We did like a series of four two hour. And, and also, I asked, you know, my my whole approach to it is I said, look, you know, we're, we're not going to talk religion. I said, uh, you know, I get it. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm stupid. You know, I'm one of these, you know, I'm down there in West Virginia in my pickup truck, you know, my chewing tobacco. I get it. You know, that's fine. You want to, you know, all those kinds of insults, whatever. But I said, I said, just answer me one question. I said, you know, the Big Bang Theory. I said, first of all, you you can't you can't say the universe existed forever because if you go to the second law of thermodynamics, um, you know, which is the law of entropy, okay, uh, you know, which basically basically says things decay. I mean, you put a banana, you know, you leave it on your counter for two weeks, it's going to decay. Your tree falls in the forest, it's going to decay. That's entropy. And that law applies to everything, okay, so to the universe. So if you say that the universe existed forever, you can't say that because the universe would have um, existed or, or decayed itself out of existence, okay? So, and, and the morons that, you know, think they're scientists and evolutionists, and I'm, I'm talking about 200 IQ guys at Harvard, um, you know, they, they had to come up with a new thing, and that, and that was this so-called Big Bang. And, I, you know, and I said, all right, fine. I said, well, you know, what about Newton's universal laws? I mean, Newton's laws apply in all the universe. They said, well, I said, if something blows up, I said, how did we, how did we end up with orbits and, and planets around the sun? I said, it's a fundamental high school physics question. I said, well, I don't want to get into the other crap with the fake fossils and the you know, and the way they extrapolate, you know, uh, you know, they get a pig's tooth and they extrapolate a whole human from it. And, and, and Haeckel, the German scientist Haeckel and his, his, you know, fake drawings that still show up in so-called biology books. I didn't even get into that crap. I said, just, just answer me that question. You know, and I, I got a lot of insults and I got called a lot of names and I'm like, that's great. You know, that's cool. That's your opinion. I said, but I said, I get it. You know, we're not talking God. I said, I want, I want a physical, I said, I want the name of the physicist or the scientist. I want the scientific law that pre preceded Newton's laws, because obviously the Big Bang does not physically match Newton's. I, I did not. I got eight hours of Do you nonsense. Think that, that law, though, applies. We're in a universe now, which mm -hmm. right? Do you think that 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 law is applying that the universe is decaying, and that at some point we'll all so come you're, out? You're, of you're talking about thermodynamics. Well, that's that's what. And will this universe hey, look, will I'm not, come I'm not out of I'm not an astrophysicist, but there is a beginning time, and, and people will say that eventually, look, the sun, you know, it's not going to happen next week, but the sun is eventually going to run out of energy, and, uh, you know, they, they are, most scientists agree uh, that the universe ultimately will experience what's called, uh, I think it's, they call it heat death or something, where the whole thing is just, it's just decaying. I mean, it's going to, and that's, but... You know, on the universe, I mean, you know, that's, again, again, I'm not an astrophysicist, and they but if you just look on this planet, on this Earth, like I said, if you know anything that happens, everything decays. I mean, if you don't, you know, a car, if you, you know, a house, if you don't take care of it, you know, anything, you know, a body, a, a, so, so a how carcass. So how do you get to your explanation? Like, well, I guess, where do you come from? So the universe is created. That would be a premise, whether it's Big Bang or not. Where does, I guess, where does your position come from? So you've got like, well, the, just you've got the scientists that are saying Big Bang, but there's, there's. I guess where do you? They're not. They're not scientists. They're, again, they're, you know, they may have two hundred IQs and they might know physics, and but ultimately they're not scientists. They, they're 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 violating the most fundamental laws of science to come up with a theory that's not provable. Now, of course, the the response would be, well, you can't prove God, and it's like, well, you know what, God, you're right, but you can't prove that there was some 
magical laws that, that started the universe either. So, like I was telling you before, what evolution really is, it's not science, it's the assumption that the universe was not created, that there is no God, which is a religious assumption, is not based on anything scientific. And that's the point that I believe I got across or tried to get across of people that, you know, have ears to hear and, and eyes to see, you know, Isaiah chapter six. Um, you know, but you know, my my approach is purely purely logical. I can tell you that, and, and I don't want to get into my whole life. It's probably kind of boring, but my approach to this is purely logical. I mean, if you just look at it from a logical standpoint, okay, you got pure atheism, which I just said in, in my humble opinion is a, a load of crap, and I mean that literally. And we can get into that at the end of my evolution debate. I, I put up a challenge, but anyway, or you got a creator, okay? And then if you look at a creator, then, then, then you're on the, the, the quote religious side. Then you look at the religions of the world. You got Eastern mysticism, Buddhism, uh, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. And that's, it is the most logical conclusion that I. So one of the things that happens, well, yeah, you talked about in one of your earlier podcasts, tried to listen to a backlog of sort of your stuff. One of the things you always said when it comes to these sort of things is that there's always a follow the money kind of trail when it comes to ideas and understanding of this sort of stuff what is the physical benefit of these scientists and elites because you do talk about that in some of your podcasts as well uh what is the benefit of having something like of denying the religious aspect of uh like god creating the universe and all that sort of stuff and saying no it's a big bang theory or it's you know, a theory of evolution what is the monetary reparation you know What's the benefit of stating that over the religious debate? Well, I, I think I think you, the the answer is in your question. I mean, it's, there's a financial benefit. But what, what, um, at least what, that's the what, way it's. But what, like, other than I mean, yeah, financial is the, the benefit. But how do they go? Yes, we're going to make money by saying the, these things are true and religion is false. Well, if you're if you're a university professor at a quote a liberal university. You have to teach evolution, um, or you lose your job. I mean, if you're, you know, this, this, these days. I mean, for the last hundred years since the Scopes they're, trial. We're now looking at that at a very micro level. What's the macro level? What's the like, you know, like the elite when it comes to the governmental level, like the highest of the high, or you know, the Rockefellers. Well, or something I was, I was, like that. What's the what's what's their well, in? What's their take on this whole? Why would they say that? Yes, we're going to teach you know uh, evolution and all that sort of stuff. Is well, let me let me take it in pieces of what I was what I was getting at. You know, on the lower levels, let's just say, I mean, in, in public schools, in the quote free public schools, which is another scam. I mean, they they force you to pay taxes, and if you don't pay your taxes, they take your house, and, yeah. and you know, and, and and you pay for the schools, and then you get there, and they say it's free. I mean, you know, we're not talking about a motive, but anyway. Yeah. But to to teach in the schools now, the ACLU, the communist founded ACLU, okay, and I, and I mean that literally. People think I'm, you know, trying to be funny. No, it was founded by a bunch of communists and anarchists. The American Civil Liberties Union, you know, they have this whole scam called separation of church and state, which is so utterly ridiculous. I mean, it, you know, the Supreme Court has the Ten Commandments. You know, the, the, the you know the Supreme Justice has the Ten Commandments hanging above them in the you know the Supreme Court building. So it, it's so so blatantly ridiculous. But they've gotten away with it, and, and now you can't teach, quote, creation. Now you have to teach, quote, evolution as scientific fact in the school. So they come up with, you know, the guys like Hegel and and these kinds of people with their fake drawings, and, and they, you know, man came from monkeys and all this sort of thing. And and basically it's taken us away from our from our religious roots, and, you know, now we're just a bunch of, you know, amorphous slime running around. So, and, so the monetary value is actually selling textbooks? Like, I don't get it. Now. Well, that's a, very, that's a very small part of it. No, the monetary value is if you're a teacher in a public school or, or in a university to keep your job, if, you, if you're a creationist, you keep your mouth shut and you teach evolution because you'll lose your job, okay? But that's the immediate monetary benefit. And, you know, of course, there's insults. I mean, you know, the media, everybody, the so-called liberals get on and the enlightened people and whatever, and they call you stupid and they call you a rube. And so there's, there's an embarrassment issue, too. So that, that's, on, that's on the one level. I mean, that, that's a large part of it. But on the on the upper levels, now you mentioned the name Rockefeller and, and all these other sorts of people. Now, why would they be interested? You know, if you go back to like the whole Federal Reserve system, okay, and people miss this. You know, they, they focus on the economic part of it, which is a scam by itself. But they funded what's called the tax exempt foundations, and they funded what's you know the so called you know education in America. But you know, which which was pushing evolution on purpose. Now, why would you want to do that? Because evolution 
now you're opening, now you're taking the, the nation away from its moorings, you're destroying the family, you, you know, you're, you're destroying male-female relationships, you're, you're destroying everything with evolution, and, and people become malleable, and, 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 and like, just like in communist countries, there's no, there's no God, but something needs to fill that vacuum, people need to be led, people need to get their rights from somewhere, so if there's no God-given rights, inalienable rights, as specified in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, if you take that concept away, now you replace it with the state as God, where is the state God? Communist Russia, communist China, Hitler's Germany. So that's what I'm saying. When I say evolution, it isn't just some scam. I mean, evolution, Charles Darwin, uh, who's, I'm sure, taken up residency in Hades for a very long time, uh, and his cohorts, you know, what they, they may, they may have sounded innocent enough, but what they spawned? was literally the deaths of hundreds of billions of people throughout the world over the last, say, 150 to 200 years. And people, oh, that's now, no, it's true. Because now when you, when you, when you rise above the, the minutia of what we were just talking about, you know, the evolution in the public schools and the nonsense, now you're getting into the, quote, conspiracy because the education system, so-called in this nation, was taken over by the tax-exempt foundations, which was parallel with the uh, Federal Reserve scam, and what I was saying before is people, a lot of conspiracy theorists miss this, is that Rockefeller, Carnegie, the rest of them, they funded all these universities, okay, the Columbia Teachers College, Harvard, University of Chicago, so not only were they able to sell their, their complete scam known as the Federal Reserve System, which we can spend hours talking about, but they, they, they took over the, you know, the education system and where they taught things like evolution, because now the people have lost their moorings. They have no moral bearing. Now now it's anything goes. It's hedonism. So that people are, are ripe for takeover because, you know, there, there's no, the family's destroyed, independence is destroyed, and the state, and eventually that leads to anarchy, okay, and then the state eventually becomes God. And that's exactly what Hitler was. That's exactly what Mao was. That's exactly what Stalin was. And I don't want to hear a bunch of crap. Well, Hitler was right wing and Stalin, no. No, that's all a bunch of crap, okay? They're, they're just they're different flavors of ice cream, okay? They're, they're statists, okay? They want the state to control everything from womb to tomb, education, agriculture. As a matter of fact, if you go through the Communist Manifesto, and I do this in Chapter 2 of my first book, and, you know, the, whatever the tenets of the, you know, state takeover of industry, of, of uh, the economy, obviously, of agriculture, of education, and you, and you go down, that's your Communist Manifesto, and that's pretty much what we have here in the United States, uh, thanks to evolution. So, in other words, if the state grants you all your rights, the state has the right to take your rights away anytime it sees fit. Okay, so and that's pretty much a, a you know a, a broad picture of whatever. Again, pick pick your poison. You know, Nazism or communism or whatever, whatever Taoism. You know, it's just again, it's it's just it's just same pile of crap. Different animal, one you know, and I, you know, is really what it boils down to. But that's what Darwinism has wrought. So um, interesting, interesting. And, and, and the American eugenics, and the American eugenics movement. We can um, and, and not get into specifics if if you'd like. You know, I think Kieran had something there. Go for it, Kieran. Well, we'll come back to the American uh, eugenics because I wanted to link that with Planned Parenthood later on. Right. Um, <laughs> What what I want to know is how how do you see how does this all fit into like the capitalist market slash also what's happening with coronavirus right now? Well, that's a that's a long issue, but let me let me just say this. Um, I mean, I, can, I, can, I try to answer that very quickly, but yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, coronavirus. Let me say, coronavirus. You know, again, and I'm not. I want to be very careful here. I don't want to sound like one of these American bashing morons, you know, George Soros and all these idiots that you see running around. But the Chinese got the technology to make the coronavirus from somewhere. Okay, they didn't. They didn't Google it. They didn't. They didn't get it out of a comic book. Okay, they got it. Who was doing this kind of research for years is the United States. Okay, these kind of genetic research, and that's where the AIDS virus come came from. But if you want to get to it, but just to go backwards in time. So, you know, you got the coronavirus, genetic manipulations of animal viruses adapted to humans. That concept has been alive in this country for 50 years and, and it's documented. I'm mean, gonna have a 
document right from the guy that requested it, at the, at, you know, back from Congress back in 1970 or whenever it was. So, and then in and, and, and backtrack, well, that's pure, e- pure evil, but what, what are we really talking about here, guys? You know, wait, I mean, is, is anything wait, wait, really... Wait, wait, I'll go back, because you said something that just sparked my interest. You think both AIDS and the coronavirus were initially developed in the USA? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying AIDS in all likelihood was, okay, the concept. And again, you know, I'm talking about pure evil here. I'm talking about yeah, people that, that are that, above... That's 100% that I want to be very careful when I say pure it. evil, but what, again, I always go back to it. What's the, what would be the purpose of developing something that, one, kills people, and two, is transmitted sexually? That sounds, I mean, that's pure evil, but what's the purpose of that? Well, look, ultimately, like I said, this is this is part of my logical conclusion I was talking about before. Ultimately, you, you have to come to grips that there are psychopaths in the world, devil worshippers, and that, that Satan is a real being um, who is pure evil, okay? These people are Satanists, and I, and I mean that literally, okay? So, you know, you, again, you, you're dealing with pure psychopaths, and now, you know, to answer your question, you know, just take a look at Hitler, for example, who I cover in the Un-American Genocidal Complex. I mean, Hitler was... Let's call him a relative lightweight compared to, say, Mao or Stalin or you know those kinds of people. You know, Hitler was what was Hitler good for? About 12 million, you know, of his own, you know, half Jews and half invalids and Catholics and other people he didn't really care for. Um, but you have to ask yourself: Would a guy like Hitler, if he had access to, you know, the kind of research that we have today, would he have stopped? I mean, he was certainly driving for it with people like Joseph Mengele and these kinds of people. Okay, um, would he have he have stopped? Would he have deployed something like the coronavirus in the United States if it meant that his Nazis could you know could, could march into Times Square and in Washington? Um, you don't think he you don't think Hitler wouldn't have done that? I mean, so you know what I'm saying? You're so it's not about, like this. This not, is not history. But you're talking about of in this case of the coronavirus, it's not deciding who it kills. It's just going. I'm infecting you know the whole world. Like you know, I think basically every single country has at least one person infected. We're not talking about something that's picking and choosing, it's like, yep, this only kills Americans. We're choosing, you know, if the Germans go down there, unless they're always kitted up in hazmat suits, and they did storm America post-coronavirus in World War Two, they would probably get infected as well. No, no, you don't, you don't know that. You don't know that. But look, well, going off again, the information of every single country is <laughs> infected, I can state yes, they probably look, would. Answer, answer your question. Number again, you're not dealing with rational people here, so you, you know you have to kind of stop trying to apply, you know, normal human compassions and thoughts here. Okay, and I'm not saying these are perfect people, but you know, who knows that there may be a vaccine or a cure? But you know, again. Well, then just, well, let me ask you a question. I mean, if that's the potential that that could happen, then why why are we developing? Why is humankind, you know, regardless of country, why is humankind developing these viruses to begin with? Oh, I don't know. I mean, what are we what are we really talking about? You know what I'm saying? So they're making know. them, but they're I'm not gonna, making them for. The... I personally don't know. I'm sure there is a good reason for it. I mean, we do this sort of stuff all. Well, what's the, time. the good reason? I there, don't there's know. No I, good I, I said I'm sure there is a good reason, but, but I don't personally know it. <laughs> well, you got you got to think you got to think Occam's razor here. I mean, these are people, you know, if you wanted to overtake the world and you were pure evil and you didn't have loyalty to any country, I mean, the first thing and you want the resources for yourself, I mean, the first thing you need to get rid of is say say ninety percent of the world's population. I mean, how would you do that? I mean, you know, you release a virus, and again, these people are playing with fire. I mean, these people have gotten into bed with Satan himself. Remember that, okay? In Luke chapter four, Satan promised, you know, I will give you all the kings of the world if you worship me and of course the, you know he's the first murderer he's a murderer from the beginning there's a lot more to that okay so you're talking about people that say you know created adolf hitler you know cre- created mao created stalin they didn't create themselves in a vacuum so what would stop these people from trying to overtake the world with a virus now is it going to come back and, and is it going to get them i don't know i mean are they hiding in cheyenne mountain out in wyoming I, I don't know are they hiding in bunkers you know for two years or they have five years worth of supplies until all of humanity you know is killed off i mean maybe maybe they have all these scientific models that say look we released this virus 
and 80%, 90% of the world's population will be dead, and then it'll kill itself off, and we'll emerge, you know, in, in, in five years from now, and, and the Earth will be ours, those people will be gone, the virus will be gone, and, and we'll live in some kind of utopia. This is the kind of psychopath we're talking about, okay? Now, this is why I put the, the Georgia Guidestones, okay, on the front of my book, The Un-American Genocidal Complex. Somebody paid a lot of money for those things, okay? And, 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 and one of the one of them, okay, one of the, what I call the anti-Ten Commandments is maintain humanity under 500 million people. Now, these things were built in 1980, you know, they still apply today, but you're talking about a, a roughly a, a 85 to 90% reduction in the world population per the Georgia Guidestones. No, that's conspiracy theory, okay, whatever. But now all of a sudden, you know, we have these, we have this disease um, that they're lying about, okay, because it seems like more and more that all the evidence is pointing out it did not originate in some wet market in, in, in Wuhan or whatever, but it did emanate from a biological lab, a level four biological lab, whatever they call it in Wuhan. Now, whether it came out accidentally, prematurely, or on purpose, uh, there is some debate, but it seems like there is a significant percentage of scientists out there that are definitely stating, and there's at least one United States senator I watched on Fox News, and Fox News is not really, not exactly a conspiracy theorist, as I said, it did not come from that wet market and came from the Wuhan microbiological research facility, whatever I've, I've they call heard, it, that's I've where it came from. The, so the these, these diseases are being developed. I've heard that myself, and uh, that seems a as far-fetched it might seem, sometimes I'm sort of leaning towards that a little bit more and more each each day because it seems like it's just insane, just in general. But Kieran, you've been writing down a whole bunch of stuff there. You got look like a million and one questions for Rob here. Oh, I, I, yes, I do. Um, <laughs> Sorry, this... Rob, we're flip-flopping around from a whole bunch of things, but th everything you're saying is so fascinating. It's just a, a different and diverse way of looking at things. I'm sure our audience is going to love it. We're going to have to get you back on another time to talk specific sure. topics. I just wanted to cover the broad spectrum of things, and then we go down from there, if that's okay. Sure, sure. It's your show. Let me, you know, just keep asking. I'll do my best to I, answer. I feel like you're the host at the moment, man. You're the, you're the champ. I'll shut up now. No, no, no. Yeah. Hang for it, Kieran. I just, I, I want to take it back, and sorry for the flip-flopping audience, but I'm... I, That's I'm, all right. I'm That's taking, all right. It, taking it back. I, I guess I've got some questions about your... What constitutes evidence for you? Because it seems like the Bible is... Um, that constitutes... I guess a big section of evidence yeah. uh, for you, and then the I guess the question on top of that is, we know that there's a number of religions out there, so I want to know your perspective on uh, your roots are in Christianity. So, what are your thoughts on these other religions because they exist there out there? Um, sure. Are you do you think they're not valid? Do you think they have some validity there? Um, and then, because it just seems some of the, I guess some of the the criticisms you've made of other people's levels of evidence, um, when it comes to, I guess, some of the theories that you're talking about, some of those same questions could be raised again. So I'm just interested. I'm just interested in your perspective on that. Well, let me just say this. You know, I, I fully expect, you know, just based on certain parables, I, I fully expect the majority of people to kind of brush me off and this sort of thing, and and that's fine. You know, I'll do the best I can, but. Um, you know, to answer your question again, it's, it's a logical approach, okay? And, and there cannot be any, you know, you get into the whole history of the King James Bible and how we got it and this sort of thing, but, you know, ultimately something needs to be true, okay? okay? I mean, if you just think about it, um, if you make the statement there is no ultimate truth, is in fact the truth, you know what I'm saying? I mean, number one, it's, Ill it's illogical, and number two, if you really go by that tenet, um, which unfortunately was starting to happen here before this coronavirus hit the United States. I mean, you know, moral relativism and all that. But if you say there's no ultimate truth, then ultimately that's anarchy. Okay, um, so something needs to be true. And if you go again, if you go through the logical progression, you go pure atheism. Okay, so again, so if you're a pure atheist and you don't believe in any creator, then you then you have to believe that an entire universe can just pop into existence at random. I mean, that room you're sitting in, you have to, you you cannot deny that it's possible. I'm not saying likely, it's possible that an entire universe can just pop up right right in front of your microphone right now. And that, that's pure, you say that that's ridiculous, that's nonsense, but 
that's quote atheism, isn't it? So that that to to me is complete. That that's, that doesn't make any sense. So then you so jump over to the religions, and again, you know, the organized religions. You got Islam, you got Judaism, just quickly uh, Eastern religions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So you're saying like you yeah, know, um, I'm just looking at it from both sides again of you know, um, like the Catholic upbringing and all that sort of fun stuff. I'm looking at it. Go. You're saying that atheism, like you have to sort of say that. Yep, a, a whole universe can pop up in front of our microphones here. Couldn't you say that about what God can do as well? He can just go. That's a new universe in front of the microphone as well. Isn't that the same com- very comparable sort of ideologue in that regard? Yes. Yes. Does that, that answer your question? Yeah. yeah no, that's that's. I'm just just putting it out there, more of a more of a uh, thought experiment, more than anything else. But again, remember what I said before. I mean, you, you have to, ultimately you have to have faith in something. Okay, you know, we're we're you know we're religious beings at heart. But remember, I said before, we're all living in a fishbowl. You might think you're a quote atheist, but you're really not. So, you know, you might think you're a religious. A, you know, a religious, like no religion, but no, that that's not that doesn't make any sense. You're you're religious. You just chose the religion of atheism. But yeah, but at some point you got to make a leap a leap of faith. Um, I'll admit it. I mean, have I met God? No. I mean, is he sitting here next to me telling me what to say? No. But again, you got to look at it. You know, and I look at it purely logically. You know, I'm not one of these. You know, I, I had a dream. I had a vision. I, I went to hell for you know. For, I came back to life, and it's true. No, I'm not saying any of that. I'm just just lay the facts down bare, and there it is. Now, let, let me just say this: I know what people, a lot of people out there listening, I'm thinking, oh, what about you know, what about these people in Africa or people in China that never had the opportunity to hear the gospel? You know, they're all going to hell, and that's another thing. Why, you know, I, you know, I'm a little bit annoyed with you know things like the Catholic Church who say, you know, if you don't get water baptized and you don't confess your sins, you know, you're going to burn for eternity in a lake of fire. In the lake of fire, really, that that's that's more emblematic and symbolic. And if you want me to get into that, there there is no like, there's no devil running around in hell, you know, with a pitchfork and flames. It's just, it's just. But anyway, but there is a hell though. But we can get into that on a different day. But but the point is, is that you, ultimately, you you you, you know, they're going to say, well, you know, what about these people? Are they are they, are they going to hell because they never you know, never heard of Christianity? And, and my response to that is, I know that's the number one question why people say, well, you know, you're who do you think you are? You know, just because you live in a Bible Belt, you've had you grow up brought up with the Bible. What about somebody that lives in the middle of Africa and never had exposure to a Bible at all? But my response to that would be, well, <clears throat> you know, Luke twelve forty seven, twelve forty eight. You know, Jesus says those with the most knowledge are the most responsible. Okay. And, it, you know, he, he hints at this. I mean, you go to Romans chapter two and it says, you know, the law of God is written on the heart of every man. So if you're living in, you know, in some culture that never had exposure to Christianity, you know, you're living, you're, you're living in some island in the Pacific and, and you think a, an American dive bomber is the return of some God from, from the ancient world, which a lot of them did. You know, how can those people be judged? And then, you know, and they lived and died and they never, they never left around. They never, so, they will be judged on the standard that they knew. So in other words, and again, by the way, this is why I consider the United States the number one and the only candidate for the mystery Babylon of Revelation, and that's a whole other story. That's kind of a sidebar, but those that are giving the most knowledge are giving the most responsibility. Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a ratio. So in other words, if you know the most, you are responsible to, to preach the gospel as best you can. Um, while you can, how, because how that's just the way it is. How do you contend, though? You've got Mormonism, which found another plate and another book fairly recently. So you've, right. got, you've got this other group of people who go, yeah, but we've found this, so we've actually got better knowledge or newer knowledge uh, that you don't have. Um, and then and then that, that makes us right, and, and they could take the same position. How do you, I mean, how do you discredit can? then their, their evidence that they that they say they have? Like, well, how do you, me, how, I mean, the thing is, no. we've got, you know, probably well over 1,500 religions. So how do you, so right. everyone's coming from, if they take their religion, everyone's sort of coming from this perspective of, I'm having faith in this, in this religion. Um, and someone else, we could, we could probably go somewhere else in the world and find someone who's similar to you, who's taking a, a different religion stance on, on th- th- these views. 
So yeah, how, how is your one? I guess how did you come to the? Well, they're they're going to have they're going to have the same. You know, we'd have the same criticism. So in other words, if you're a Mormon, you know, any any not any person. Well, first of all, the Mormon didn't Mormonism didn't came about in this country. What like in the mid 1800s, and it was some what was it some some angel name Moroni or something? Well, I I call him moron. But anyway, you know you know said well we're gonna you know these are the rules and you know go out there and you know these are the people that are going to be saved well that that's great well what happened to the you know human history for the you know eight thousand years of human history before that you know those people get written off and what what about people that aren't mormons they they get written off i mean that's you know you know mormonism is you know again and and it's a works religion just like every other religion in in the world except for Christianity, is a works religion. I mean, you have to, you have to do works to achieve your salvation. Okay, and that's, that's you know, in some religions, it's, you know, the works aren't, aren't really so good. Um, but that is, you know, that's where all the religions go. You know, and, and like I was saying before, there are no, there's no requirements, there's no physical church, there's no, there's no physical requirements, there's no man-made requirement, let me just say that. That it takes to be a Christian, it just takes a belief. But once you have that belief, you must try to gather as many people as you can. Remember the parable of the talents while you can, okay? But isn't the and that's just the way it is. Works. Now, isn't the belief itself the works that you require within Christianity? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, and that, and, that, and this that's covered in, in James, and, you know, and, and James, James says faith. Without works, is dead. Okay, so again, you know, whether you can say, well, this, people say, oh, the Bible contradicts itself. No, because you gotta, you gotta use discernment. And, and in the book of Hebrews, I believe it's Hebrews chapter ten. You know, he, you know, Abraham believed on God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. You are. You are correct. But it's not. It's not a work in the sense of you know, say, going to confession or or some kind of procedural work. See, what am I, and then, I, you know, even even in the parables, okay, even in the parables, let me just, let me just conclude with this, okay, and I'm just trying to think of and said the conclusion of chapter, you know, of 24, the Olivet Discourse, okay, you know, Jesus said, you know, when I return, make sure you're working, okay, and he was using a parable, you know, of a guy, you know, in, in a vineyard or, 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 or so, you know, obviously, you know, the, the concept of crops, you know, being a, you know, a harvest, you know, harvesting souls, is that's this symbology there. But so that's, that's the works. You have to be very careful. There's two, there's two things in parallel at work here. And I hope I'm doing a good job explaining it. So again, it's, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a free ride. I mean, I remember at the beginning, I, you know, I said, well, yeah, you don't need water baptism. You don't need confession. You don't need you know, some priest. You don't have to go get a wafer in your mouth every, every Sunday. You know, if you miss, you know, it's a mortal sin and you're going to burn in hell. You know, that, that's the stuff we, we were told. Um, none of that. That's all nonsense. But on the flip side, and that's kind of answering your question, and it's a good question. You can't be like, say, the Calvinist and just sit on your duff and say, all right, you know, I said, I said on our father, yeah, I, I get it. You know, I believe in God and John 316. I'm just going to go hang out and, you know, party all my life and die because, you know, I believe. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, it doesn't work like that because they didn't, they didn't read the whole Bible. They didn't, they didn't read, you know, the, the book of James, okay, where it talks about it's not that easy, okay? And then remember, John, in John chapter 16, um, you know, Jesus tells the disciples, said, in the world you will have tribulation, you know, but, but, but be confident I have overcome the world. So he's saying it's not going to be easy, and, and it wasn't easy, okay? I mean, you know, what was it? Nero was, was, was hanging Christians on lampposts and, and, and burning them for light in Rome, okay? You know, they were, they were literally being fed to lions. Uh, William Tyndale was, was burned at the stake, okay? Uh, you know, Wycliffe, I mean, Wycliffe, I think he, he died naturally, right? I mean, he gave us the English... Bible, um, but the, the Catholic Church hated him so much they dug up his bones and, and, and cremated his bones and I think threw him in the Rhine or some river in Europe. So again, you are correct, and, and, and you know, but it's again, it's not something you don't have to. Again, in other words, you don't have to worry. Let me let me let me, let me say it in a different way. You don't have to worry about like in the Old Testament. You know, everything that the nation, you know, God's chosen people in the Old Testament, not the New. 
um, you know, went ahead and, you know, all the procedures. And if you read through the book of Numbers and Leviticus, you know, and this, this goat and that goat and, you know, making a tabernacle and these curtains and, you know, the, the dimensions of the ark and you know, this is the ark and all this sort of thing. All that stuff is gone. Now, that's kind of the work, the physical work. That, that stuff's all gone with the New Testament. It's a new covenant. Well, I wanna, but, sorry, I want to throw a hypothetical. Right. Okay. Um, but... 2000, what, 2020 years ago, right? Uh, you know, Jesus is born, mm -hmm. right? Is it possible that, you know, God could come down and another, uh, Jesus could have a brother that's born, like another son of God, and another Bible or another YouTube creation or podcast, I don't know, whatever it looks like, right? 21st century. Do you think that is possible? I mean, when you think about it, I, I don't. So, in other words, like, like Jesus has, uh, you know, God that finds another Mary or the equivalent of Mary, and Jesus has another brother. Like, you know, there's another, and then Jesus well, he had, he, another, he, another Jesus, basically, in the 21st century. How would we know that that is another son of God? Um, like, a, do you think that's possible? And then B, how would we know? How would we know? Well, the sermon's going to be key. I mean, you know, again, you know, at some point, you know, you have to make the logical leap and you have to make faith. But what you're saying actually sounds very close to the image of the beast that's going to be coming in on the stage, I think, relatively soon. But anyway, claiming that he's God and he's above God. But anyway, that's the story for another day. But yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm sure people say, you know, hey, what is this, you know, what is Jesus, I'm Jesus, or whatever, that, that's fine, but no, I mean, John specifically said, here is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, and, you know, what is amongst the last words that Jesus said on the cross was, it is finished, okay, so that that's it, I, I meant, you know, remember John 3.16, you know, my only begotten son, Okay, so if somebody else comes along and says, and, and that's happened throughout history, obviously, right? The Moonies and you know Jim Jones and all these sorts of people, and we saw how all that went. Um, but that's that's it. I mean, it's not. It would be to answer your question, it would be in, in, in a direct contradiction to what's in the scriptures. Okay, what's in the the so-called authorized version of the Bible, the King James Bible, and. And just, just by the way, you know, people are saying, well, well, King James, he was no Christian, and you know, that was put together by you know Francis Bacon, and and, that, and that's great, and that that's not an invalid argument. But again, you have to at some point you have to look at the facts and and say that this is the most logical, uh, you know, the most substantiated, the most popular book in history. And you know, look, I have gone out and bought other versions of the Bible besides the King James version. I went out and you know, the garage sale, and I think I paid a dollar for you know a Bible translated directly from the Aramaic, um, you know, that predates the King James Bible, and I compare the two, you know, and so it has been in existence for 2,000 years, the scriptures, and I know there's people that say, well, what about this book and the book of Joshua and all this sort of stuff, and, um, and, that, and that's fine, you know, there are, there are extra biblical texts that are referenced within the Bible, but, but that's it, I mean, it, it, you know, John 3.16, I gave my only begotten son. That the word only is in there in John three sixteen. So that that's it. To answer your question from a strictly from my perspective, no, it's not possible. Um, if somebody says, well, hey, you know, well, you know but then then you're into the if somebody says, well, well, I say it is possible. That's fine. Then you're into the argument before, you know. Then then you got to pick another religion. Is it Mormonism, or Eastern mysticism? I mean, are you a Buddhist? I mean, do you believe? You know, they're, they're, that's a good one. I mean, it sounds good, the Dalai Lama and all this, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but, you know, if you sit there and you say, well, anybody can be God, I got news for you guys. That's a problem. <laughs> if I'm God or you're God or, or Hitler's God, you know, if Hitler, Hitler kind of thought he was God, um, I think you would admit that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, so, Absolutely. Well, Rob, anyway. oh, look, we've been, we've been chatting for an hour. There's been so much in here. It's been so dense, full of information. I'm sure... Uh, I, you know, I think I'm going to take some time to process it. So what I'd like to say is I want to say thank you. We're going to leave it there for now, but we're definitely going to have you back on to discuss things in the future, if that's okay with you. I, that's perfectly fine. I, I really appreciate you having me on and just get in contact with Neil, and we'll, we'll do it again. But, Absolutely. you know, again, let, let me just conclude with this. Please. You know, this was a very important conversation. Um, you know, hopefully it at least got people thinking and, 
I'm sure some people that, that hate Christians and hate people in general now hate me. And, and again, that's fine. I'm not doing this for a popularity contest. But for anybody that has ears to hear, please listen to what I'm saying in, in juxtapose against the current situation. If you're holed up in your house, you know, I, I don't know. Do you guys broadcast international or just Australia? No, no, no. We, um, we put up the podcast and anyone can listen to it anywhere. So if you're holed up in your house somewhere, um, in your apartment, and I don't know if this gets translated to other languages, but please, you know, at least listen to what I'm saying. And, 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 and you know, the website is free. If you want to buy the books, and, and I appreciate, you know, there's a couple books for sale and, and, and you yeah, know, please, on the other American please, please genocide. Oh, like let me, let me website, just say this. Let me just say this, okay? And I'm not I'm not trying to commercialize this, but this is the book, The Un-American Genocidal Complex. I mean, well, let me get in front of the camera here. I'm getting a little comfortable here. But anyway, you know, there's the Georgia Guidestones, which I alluded to before. There's the Skull and Bones Society and the American Illuminati. Okay, that's another, you know, the bane of so-called conspiracy theorists. And, of course, this is what I call the undead United Nations. Okay, and the, United, the world, so-called World Health Organization is right in the middle of this whole mess, just as it was in the middle of the AIDS virus, but, you know, some 30 years ago. But anyway, and then this is my last book, which is Pleased to Meet You. And that's, that's about an hour read, and, and it kind of takes things from a different perspective okay and, and it kind of it's satan talking to a character by the name of you know o'brien who i take from orwell's 1984 um and that's an interesting thing to talk about one day actually i mean or in orwell's 1984 was pure atheism pure communism by the way but um but anyway it's you know it's satan kind of you know taking a different perspective than orwell took took and that's that satan really is on top of whatever king or whatever president or whatever dictator, dictator thinks he's in control, Satan is not. And, that, and that's kind of the conversation, and they go and they, they go back through history, and it's kind of a conversation about history and, and, and stuff like that. But it, it's kind of it's interesting, and, I, and it's different. It's a different perspective um, on on things. And, and but the conversation um, it's based on Luke chapter four, I guess, and but a whole bunch of scriptures. And, you know, the conversation discusses an actual, uh, actual many historical events, but from that, that perspective that there really is the prince of this world, the prince of darkness that's running everything. And, you know, again, just to, just to kind of touch on that again, we talked about that before. I mean, just, just start to wrap your hands around that, that pure evil is at work here. Okay. Um, and, and I think it's only going to get worse, but, you know, and people may think, well, you know, why would God allow this? Let me, let me just answer that question real quick. You know, why would God allow this? You know, if there's such a God, you know, why coronavirus? But maybe what he's doing, he's allowing venues like this to open up and people are in their homes and they have time to contemplate and think and slow down and contemplate some of this stuff and, and, and say, well, wait a second, there's got to be something bigger going on here. Absolutely. And let me just, you Absolutely. know, so with that anyway. Sort of stuff, with that sort of stuff, your website, what was your website again? It's boxofsunglasses.com. So make sure you follow okay. Rob there, and uh, you're on social media, I'm guessing, on Twitter and all that. Be honest with you guys, um, I'm not. I mean, I got a Facebook page. I think I've been on it in a while, um, and you know, not real. I mean, you can. There's an email. I think it's info at boxofsunglasses.com. And, and believe it or not, I actually work. I mean, while the economy's still going, I actually have a day job that I work. So I get kind of busy. I got a. I do have a family. Um, I'm not sitting around waiting for, um, you know, Satan to show up and, and, and you know, and, and nuke the world. I'm not, you know, the Bible, again, you know, the Bible, I mean, in many places, you're not to be date setters, okay? Um, you know, you recognize signs of the times and seasons, and I, and I think we're in the season. But, again, um, you know, you know, I, I keep saying this, but let me just, well, let me say this, but, you know, I take solace in the fact, again, that the creator of the universe is ultimately in charge of this whole mess and, and, and a mess it's going to be and a mess it's going to become. Um, so hopefully I, I've at least um, enhanced people's desire to look into these things. Um, don't put your faith in me. Don't put your faith in any human. Um, and, and, and that's it. You know, and, and research the stuff for yourselves. And, and, and really and really contemplate what I'm saying here and, and God's simple salvation plan most of the website is free Fantastic. okay so I'm not here plugging anything I don't have I don't have, I don't have links to other websites you know I'm not I'm not selling survival gear I'm not selling guns I'm not telling people to go out there and rise up against their governments I mean John 19 you know if this my kingdom of this world my my followers would fight I'm not saying that at all nor am I saying don't be prepared I mean I'm just saying use common sense 
you know, whatever. But I'm not. That's that's people's own business. But ultimately, you know, I, I never really got into the whole survival thing because it's like, all right, so you're gonna go to a shelter, even if you go to the government shelter in Cheyenne. Oh, oh did we lose him? I think we lost Rob. <laughs> oh, no. The internet's down. Well, with that, look, I'll wrap it up anyway. Thank you all for listening to all the lovely people out there. And for all your wanking needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone and email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Kieran, thank you so much for an insanely fun episode. Thank you, Titch. And we will see you next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>